Welcome to the Two Cities Podcast, a podcast about theology, culture, and discipleship. And this is episode 102. In this episode, we're talking about Asian American representation in film with Abel Vang. Abel Vang is an awarded independent film producer, director, writer, and he's the assistant professor of entertainment producing at Biola University. Team members on this episode from the two cities include Dr. Grace Singling Ng, Dr. Chris Song, and myself, Dr. Chris Porter. I really like this episode. So what did you guys think of uh, our conversation with Abel? I think for me, uh, I really appreciated just Abel sharing about his experience, even though, you know, it's been... Um, really challenging. Um, I appreciate just his perseverance in the midst of all of those hardships. And um, I think something that stood out to me was how he talked about coming together and how collectively as Asians and Asian Americans, how coming together, we like have more voice um, and the power of, yeah, that collective. I think that was something that really, I think is so important to be able to push forward um, in seeing more Asian and Asian American representation in film and media. I think uh, we had a great conversation with Abel. And um, one of the things that he really draws out, not just his experiences, which are, um, you know, so close to the the machinery of Hollywood and how movies are made and um, what, what being Asian in that context uh, looks like, but also just the complexity of the problem that it's not just a matter of getting voices heard but the experience of filmmakers fighting battles on on different sides and sometimes fighting even other Asians that gives me such a a, a more complex and yet um i think more realistic understanding of you know what what some of these problems are and what maybe some of the paths uh, going forward might look like really refreshing to hear him sort of give voice to that. Yeah, I really appreciate being able to hear from someone within the industry uh, and thinking deeply about just that engagement of being Asian American, being Asian uh, in an industry that is so hegemonically white from the outside, at least, and yet on the inside is is quite yellow, uh, quite Asian um, in many ways. And so I really appreciate that, and especially uh, the sense uh, that runs throughout, but really comes to, to fore in the end of uh, the way that his faith uh, sustains him and uh, is really the driving factor in that. All right, and here's our conversation with Abel Vang. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast table. As an Asian growing up, and especially as an adopted kid, I really liked seeing Asians in film. But what I mostly saw was the like the villain troupe, the Fu Manchu or the Mandarin type character who popped up as villains in stories. Uh, the Asian guy in Die Hard, he's the only Asian character in the entire thing and he's, he's the, the bad man. And yet at the same time, I grew up in Canberra uh, in Australia and it was home to Jackie Chan. Jackie's parents operated a, a Chinese um, a Chinese restaurant there. And so Jackie Chan was kind of like a local hometown hero, but he was only making Chinese and, and Hong Kong movies at the time. And yet in the space of 30 years, we've come from, from there through to a swathe of Asian mo- movies and a- Asian American films. I mean, just in this last few months, we've had uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings We've had a Cowboy Bebop remake um, on Netflix. We have Minari. But I'm interested, Abel, what's your reflections on on that shift over those uh, years um, as a filmmaker yourself um, and as someone who's involved in the industry? Yeah, you know, I, I think I, there's always been this urge from when I was, you know, a very young kid. And I guess it stems from, you know, a deeply rooted problem that, that I've come to see, not in just myself, but I think it, it, as a collective, when you, when you look at the Asian American experience, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you, you watch movies like, you know, Batman and Superman and, and all these, you know, superheroes. And, and, and when, when you're a kid, you, you don't see color, you don't understand it. And then you get older and it's like, Superman doesn't eat rice. Oh, Batman doesn't eat noodles. Oh, 
Okay, Spider-Man doesn't either. And 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 all these heroes that you grow up, you know, watching, wait, they are not me. I'm not that guy. And 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 when you when you look at films in 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 the past, like just like you said, you know, your 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 evil villains are your Fu Man shoes. And, <laughs> and 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 the way that especially with um the way that uh Asian men are emasculated, um and 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 Asian women are sexualized uh, in in movies. You you come to see that wow, like that's that's me. Like I'm the guy that can't speak English. I'm the guy that does not get the girl. I'm the guy that everybody makes fun of. I, I'm 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 you know I get the uh, I'm the punchline um, you know for the jokes. And so you grew up with this very uh, deep self loathing issue. And I see it not just in myself, you know, like, because in something you couldn't, you know, growing up, you can't even put your finger on, like, why is that? You know, why am I not this or not that? And as if, like, there is something something deficient about who you are as a person. And and this is something that I actually talk about in my classes <laughs> where I, I teach film uh, producing. And every time I talk about this issue, I could see my my Asian students, like, Nodding there, like, yep, professor, yep, yep, that's right, that's exactly how we feel. And I'm like, wow, okay. And, and so, you know, for, for myself, I got into film because, you know, growing up, I, I was a pre med student, like, like, I'm like, like 99% of Asian kids. But, but then I told my parents, you know what, I, I want to go to film school. I got into uh, USC's uh, film school, into the MFA program. And, and while I was there, I wrote a script uh, based on my parents' uh, experience, uh, experiences as, as refugees from Hmong, refu- ethnic Hmong refugees from Laos. And the script ended up going uh, uh, um, and winning uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Nickel Fellowships in Screenwriting, uh, one of the most prestigious uh, screenwriting awards that are, are given. Um, and, you know, got a lot of pushback. You know, this happened back in 2011. And this is before, you know, I made any feature films. I, you know, got a, fresh out of film school, wrote a script about, you know, my people, right? <laughs> Where the leads are are Asian. And it and it wins at the Academy um, at the Nichols Fellowship competition. And I remember it, it was it was a, it was a great but also heartbreaking moment. Um, I actually co-wrote the script with my brother Burley, who we, you know, we both collaborate on every project that we do. We write and we direct and we produce together. We won this award, yet nobody in town, not a single company wanted to meet with us, not even represent us, just to meet. So, like, picture this, like, it's like winning American Idol and not getting the deal, but the guys that place like 200th gets the deal, gets the record deal. But you are the winner and you don't get the deal. And so for me, like I wasn't even asking to, to get represented, which it's it, at the time was very obvious that we, we should have been represented uh, because every single person that won uh, five winning scripts or every single person that won with us got into meetings with the biggest agencies in town, you know, CAA, UTA, ICM, you know, everybody, WME. And they are, you know, people fought over them to wrap them. Uh, the guys that didn't win. Uh, got representation <laughs> all the way down the line. And, and then there's this two Asian brothers, <laughs> you know, who can't even get into a meeting. I'm not, I'm not even talking about like uh, getting, um, getting represented. I'm just talking about like a general meeting where it's like, Hey, you guys want, we want to just meet you guys. Like not even that, like the crickets were chirping. And I remember we went to a, the, the dinner with the Academy folks and we're like, yeah, we're, no one's calling us. Um, and everybody's just like, you know, wondering like scratching the head I'm, yeah yeah I wonder why huh and I'm looking around the room I'm like it's pretty darn obvious man I mean you got two Asian dudes right here you know dead center and no one else around here looks like us and so maybe maybe that was a bit much right you know they they don't want one they definitely don't want two right that, that's that's a bit much for 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 them and and so it, it was unfortunate you know that, that this happened back in 2011 and so we finally got into a meeting uh, and I, I, I won't name the person and I won't name the place, but it happens to be a very big, reputable uh, producers uh, management company. And we went into to finally pitch and in the middle of our pitch, 
uh, the two guys that we were pitching to, you know, they, they, they stopped us, interrupted us and told us to basically go home and don't come back until we've written a script uh, that features a white male between the ages of 25 and 35. And this is the week of my celebration of winning at the Academy's Nickel Fellowship. So this is the week that, you know, like, you know, we, we got to meet with, you know, all kinds of folks at the Academy. Uh, we, you know, we had all sorts of luncheons with the Academy members. And, and we were told this to our faces um, from a management company. And the saddest part about this, too, <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is that the other, those two guys, there were two guys that we were talking to. One of the other guys was actually Asian-American. So the saddest part about this is, 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 is that, you know, I think as, as Asian-American artists working in film and television, we're fighting two fronts. We're fighting those who are not us, and we are fighting us as well. Because there's so many of us who have been complicit for so long, uh, which is so sad. Um, and, and you hear these stories, not, not just, you know, you're hearing from me, you know, from myself, from my own personal experience. But if you go and read about, you know, from other Asian-American artists and filmmakers, you'll probably hear you hear the same narrative as well that you know a, a lot of the you know, the folks that we um that we're trying to convince are not just you know you know student executives who are who might be you know caucasian or or you know someone other than asian american but it's almost it's also you know trying to convince our own asian american brothers and sisters who who are in positions of power who absolutely do not you know they don't they don't want to take a chance on on asian american or asian content and that to me is the the part that 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 i think breaks my heart the most and so that's why you know i when i came out here i've been out here for 10 years now in los angeles and my my fight has always been to put asian american faces you know front and center um and 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 even to go as far as saying that you know like why is it that i mean i, I and i and i am I, i'm so glad that you know like you have you know movies like um parasite minari um and 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 even the recent squid game just taking the world by the storm but when you when you're looking at asian american content specifically it's uh why is it that the only time we get a chance to be on screen is when our culture or, or something about our, our culture or something ritualistic about our culture is is is, is dead center of, of you know of the plot right and if, if it's not that then no 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 asian leads right like, it's like why can't why can't you know an Asian American go out to space and save the world? <laughs> you know, why can't an Asian American fight aliens? You know, let's just say that, right? Why is it that you know the white guy gets to be the be that chameleon and do every part, but the only time the Asian girl, the Asian gal gets to play the the lead role, it's because it has to be uniquely Asian in order for it to even you know be made. And so you know the, the the films that I've done in the in in the past, like let's just like um, I think I sent I sent the link uh, to you guys to my my most recent film, and it's it's coming out in February, I think on the seventeenth. Um, it's tentative. Um, sold to AMC Networks, uh, and that that film you know stars two Asian American leads. Um, for many years, many many years, we we um, we try to get it made, um, but we we got a lot of pushback from from people saying that. If it's if it's if you're going to keep the Asian American leads, we're not going to help. We're not going to make it. You know, you have to re, you have to consider recasting. And it was sad, you know, because we went not only to the <laughs> the companies out here, but I, I would leave these other companies unnamed. But we went to well, we went to the East as well to try to find financing, and they said the same thing to us: like, hey, if you don't recast. Or you don't think about you know changing the ethnicity of this character, we're not going to even consider reading your script. Another sad part was you know the we finally got representation after I made my first feature, and our our agents um, over at uh, at this agency I'll I'll leave them unnamed too, but they're a big agency. They finally said hey, okay you know we're going to take a chance at these guys. And this is after I made my first feature, which which is insane because um, you know I have friends that went to USC with me um that went to film school with me and and from the little short films that they did in class they got repped they got repped you know by folks at caa like the biggest agency in town and i'm here like i won you know i got the state the stamp of approval from the academy and i can't even get a general meeting and finally i'm making my first feature film that's a it's it's a, it's a teen horror film called bedeviled i think it's currently available right now on amazon prime but you know we were on netflix and everything too and we went theatrical all around the world 
But one agency told us that they're not even going to consider us unless we made three feature films. So in my head, I'm like, okay, why is it that the white guy <laughs> gets representation from making one a short, but the Asian dude's got to make three movies? I, I don't really see the connection here, right? But then finally, uh, an agency, uh, a big reputable agency picked us up. And, and, and when we wrote the script to, to uh, my latest feature film, it's called They Live in the Gray. We were, we were scared. You know, we were like, okay, you know what? Even though we met with them, they're, they're repping us now. And we could say that there are, you know, like we finally have agents. Um, I'm still a little scared. So let's write the script as if uh, these, all these characters are colorless. So we didn't write any ethnicity or race into these characters. And so we wrote, you know, this, this you know, dramatic, you know, uh, supernatural uh, thriller. And by the time we turned in the final draft, we finally told our agents, hey, um, we want to cast these two leads uh, as Asian American. And the agents went cold turkey on us. They completely ignored our emails for three months, only to get <laughs> an email finally after three months uh, saying, oh, we can no longer service you. We can no longer represent you. We can no longer. I'm like, what is going? And this is not like 1965, okay? This is like, I think this is 2019 <laughs> or 2018, okay? This is just a few years ago. One of these agents is now um, president at this company, at, at, at the agency, at this agency. I won't say who it is, but I will, <laughs> I will take their names to my grave. And the saddest part is this too. And, and the, the biggest argument has always been that, oh yeah, we can't put Asian leads because we can't make money. Well, that's complete BS because we were fully financed <laughs> at this point. The agents all had, all they had to do was take them, take the money, like take my money and, and help me make this movie because I've already raised the money. But they would rather not make money. They would rather lose money and not have the project made, not help out at all because somehow we wanted Asian leads. So to me, that, that makes no sense at all. So that argument about, oh yeah, uh, it, they, you know, Asian faces can't make money, that, that, that argument goes out the window, totally goes out the window. I mean, I would just say, because there's so many things to pick up on what you've, what you've already shared. Um, the, the least important one, you mentioned an Asian guy going into space and saving the world. Uh, uh, Gong Yu's doing that right now on Netflix. Yeah, no, that's what that's, that, that's I, I specifically yeah, so, mentioned it. But, but that's but actually the, probably the point, right? Because it's not an Asian yes. American. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Korean produced drama in association with Netflix. And that's probably exactly the point that we're trying to make. I wanted to circle back to the assumption that we can't make money um, with Asian American leads. Um, and, you know, as far back, I think as 2014, so we're not even that far away. I mean, there's already been studies to show, um, I think UCLA produced a diversity study in film, um, that talks about the fact that when you have minority leads, um, and you tell minority stories that globally they do well, they, there, there's no, there's no correlation between white actors and marketability of films and the financial success of films. So, um, and again, I mean, Squid Game is not on point. It's, it's a Korean produced drama, but um, just the critical success of, of seeing Asian faces and, and what that does globally, it's, it's pretty much laid waste the narrative that you can't, you can't, you can't make a movie that, that fronts Asian American actors. So, I mean, just, just from your experience and, and your thoughts, I mean, I mean, we can, you're being very uh, political and, and which is fine, but I mean, um, your take on the, the persistence of this idea that, well, you know, this isn't marketable, we can't do it. I mean, there's gotta be, there's gotta be other reasons behind this, no? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think now I'll, I'll be the first to say it. It's power. It definitely is power. There's nothing else to it. You know, it's power, of course. And when you, you take a look at, at this industry, the amount of influence and the amount of reach it has, it's insane. And, and, and anybody who works in this industry knows how small it actually is. Like literally everybody knows everybody in this industry. And, and it's, it's not like it's it, people who don't know or don't understand the entertainment world think that it's, you know, there are tons and tons and tons of people and you can get lost in it. No, you know, you, you won't like you. You get to know everybody. <laughs> everybody kind of knows everybody, right? Um, but the amount of control 
that that small group of people wanted. They they want that control. They want that power. And when you look at just the sheer numbers, come on, look at it. I mean, the world is 60% Asian, give or take, right? And if it's all about money, all your movies should be Asian, right? I mean, come on. I mean, come, I mean, literally, like that, it makes no sense. It's like, okay, 60% of the world is Asian, so we're gonna make non-Asian movie because we want money. That's the dumbest argument ever. <laughs> because your biggest yeah. audience, you know, they, they look like this. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest audience, right? So <laughs> to me. It, it, it makes no darn sense. And, and I, it, it's, it's a power grab. And, and, and I think you, we, we're, we start to, we're starting to see that now that yeah. the moment, you know, like you have movies like Parasite winning Minari getting nominated and you have filmmakers like, you know, Lee Isaac Chung to Chloe Zhao, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's telling people like, look, it's, it's only stating the obvious already, you know, that, Hey, you know what? Um, if if we make movies, uh, it's going to make way more money, and you're going to have a wider audience. And you know, it's it's the the people in power saying no, but we don't want to give away that power, and we want to you you know control the narrative. Um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a sad truth, but it's a battle that I think every every Asian American filmmaker is is fighting. You know, you know why is it that? And, and going back to you know. Um, talking about Gong Yu and, 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 you know, with, you know, Asians going out to space and, you know, sci-fi Asian film. Well, we get to see that from Asian countries, right? But from Asian Americans, right? From America, we don't. And, 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 and maybe the, the, there is this other problem too that I've actually never really talked about this, uh, but, you know, being, being a professor, my brother, he teaches as well. And, 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 you know, trying to make sense of why is it that when Asian uh, or movies get made in America, why is it that we have so much pushback from uh, non-Asians, including Asians, for not wanting Asian leads, right? Like, why would our own brothers and sisters not want Asian leads? And then when you think about it, folks that live in Asia, right, they are the majority there. They get double dose of their content. So when they, they when they, they're thinking about an American movie, because America is seen as white around the world, because that's what Hollywood has been painting, they are demanding for that white face. Which is interesting for me to like finally see from that kind of perspective. Like, oh, wow. Okay, so you don't want to see an Asian American. It's like, no, we see enough of that. We, you know, all our movies are Asian, <laughs> right? So when we get an American film, we want it to be white. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But like on the other side, you know, the Asians living here in America, we're like, you know, all the movies we see over here are white, and, but we're Americans and, 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 and America is not a race and we want to be seen. So it's, 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 it's a weird situation. And I, I remember talking with one of the... Um, one of the, I think, co-producers of Crazy Rich Asians. I, I got, I actually got to sit down with her, and, and she said, "Hey, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what racism was until I came to America. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't know what being being Chinese and being a woman was until I, I got to America. Then I understood. Wow, this is what being Chinese is. This is what being a woman is. Um, so you know, I, I think, I think for the Asian American." I think we, we, you know, we have a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a much tougher battle to fight. Um, and that's why like for, for myself, it's been extremely hard. Now I'll, I'll, I'll say this too. When I, when I got out of film school, um, a lot of my colleagues who who were Asian American, who were uh, Chinese, uh, they, you know, they went back, they went to Beijing, they went to Shanghai and, and they went and, the, and their career shot up so quick. You know, I had a, um, my DP, uh, his name is Jimmy Liu, and, and he was he's actually been my DP for like the past 10 years. Now, he, he went back to China. He shot a commercial. He's like, yeah, you know, guess who we got in our commercial? I'm like, who? Uh, we got Aaron Kwok. I'm like, how did you get Aaron Kwok in your commercial? He's like, yeah, we got like the Tom Cruise of China. Like a buddy just called him up and he showed up and we shot him like that. And I'm like, wow, that's insane. 
And and I remember talking with him and some of my other buddies, and I'm like, hey, well, why don't you just, you know, if, if Hollywood is so racist, why don't you just go back to your home country, and 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 you know, start there? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm Hmong, and last I checked on the map, there is no Hmong land. <laughs> there is no Hmong country anywhere in the world where you know i happen to be you know a minority among minorities it's like i'm not only asian but i'm like a minority within the asian community as well so i like either i succeed here in america or i don't anywhere else <laughs> because there, there, there's no other place for me and so so what you know the decision was okay you know what screw it just full ahead you know uh <laughs> pedal to the floor and just move forward and who cares about what anybody says because you know of, of what we believe in and 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 what we know and that content with asian asian american leads asian asian american stories it's it's gonna make money and and and, and that's always been you know my my uh the, the mindset that's that's what i've been fighting for for the past 10 years and and look I was right, <laughs> you know, and folks like that, that thought like this, of course, you know, um, we've been right all along. It's just that, you know, it, it takes it takes more than one person. Um, it, it takes a whole, you know, a whole village, a whole army of us to really band together and and, and pool our resources together. And, you know, I, I remember when Crazy Rich Asians came out like that was such a monumental moment for myself going into the movie theater and seeing that every Asian person and their moms <laughs> were at the movie theater. And, 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 and I'm so glad that, you know, that really helped and really paved the way um, for, for all, all that's happening now. And, and I hope that, you know, it's not just a, you know, uh, a trend. I hope that, that, you know, people see that there, there's, you know, and I'll, I'll say this. Until I see an Asian American actor making tentpole films and having those films bomb over and over and over again, like Johnny Depp, then I can confidently say, yes, they finally see eye to eye with us. When, when Simu Liu could make like 15 Shang-Chi's and have all of them bomb and still get another one, that's when I'm going to be like, yes, this is, this is equality. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I'm, 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 unfortunately, I don't think we're, we're even close to being there yet. And, uh, I mean, it, it took even, it took a lot just to get a, a sequel, just to get Simu signed up for a second movie. So, um, <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet, but <laughs> Abel, um, you know, the, so the, the most painful thing to hear about your experience and, and some of it, some of it I've already been familiar with, but just the, um, just the taking of your story and then purposefully remaking it so that, uh, so that it's told from either a white person, first person, or at least white adjacent. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, we could talk about whitewashing Asian stories. That's, that's, a, that's, an, that's a completely different um, topic that we're all familiar with. You know, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Emma Stone being cast in Aloha, um, you know, Aang in The Last Airbender. I love Avatar and, you know, them making sure that it cannot be an Asian Aang. I mean, it's crazy, but the, the, the examples that really break my heart is when they're Asian American stories and they have to be recast and they have to be retold. One example that comes to mind is 21, the movie yeah. bringing down, uh, from the book, Bringing Down the House. Um, uh, a, a true story of mostly Asian American males from MIT. Um, these are these are these are Americans, um, and and yet the story needs to be retold. And I remember um, hearing an interview from um, from the author of the book, Bringing Down the House, uh, Ben Mesrick, I think, and he was explaining that that the casting was purposefully non-Asian to begin with. Um, and after pushback, they said, "Fine, we'll put in an Asian American female, and that's it." <laughs> um, it's it's. It's not only just um, it's not only transparent and obvious, but it's it's painful because these are these are stories, um, and there are stories, and yet they, um, you know, they they can't be told on our terms, and um, it's 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 sad to to see that um, being so so transparent and so blatant. 
it's so sad. I think the racism against Asians, uh, you know, Asian Americans, it, it's so like, it's so blatant, and, and, it, and it's it's so casual too. That oh, they're not going to say nothing. Like I could just go up to them and just you know, crap all over their their stories and their movies, or slap them in the face a few times, and they're not going to do anything. So we're just going to keep doing that. You know, like I, I can't imagine if you know, like they could take a true Asian American story and make make all the characters white. Like imagine if they did that to another race. Like let's say they made a the the LeBron James biopic, starring Tom Hanks. You know, like I think there's going to be some pretty big uproar, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. somehow, you know, Tom Cruise is the last samurai. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get my drift, right? Like, right. So, so Matt Damon the, the, is the the savior in the Great Wall. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon is the savior <laughs> of the Great Wall. You know, and so when, when you when you you know what what we really really need is that you know we need Asians to like band together to unite and 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 be vocal about the things that happen and and and, and i think the reason why i think the, the asian person is the we are the invisible american because you know maybe for the longest time we didn't voice it and probably that and 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 and, and i don't know if i'm right or wrong about this but i but i think that the problem is that we are all so vastly different in our experience of America, unlike you know blacks or 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 or, or Latinos who 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 may who may share a common language, right? When you talk about Asian Americans, you got Chinese Americans, you got Korean Americans, you got Japanese Americans, and you know you got folks like myself, Hmong Americans, and 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 there's so many of us with so many different languages. Even though we all sort of you know we 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 may have you know shared family values. But our language is very different. Uh, we came, we each group came to America at a very different time. And so when a, a, a grave sin is committed against a certain group, um, nobody really bands together. Whereas in, when you look at other races in America, they see each other as one. You know, like, you know, black folks in America aren't going to be like, well, I don't want to go support that guy that got shot because he's actually Nigerian-American. I happen to be, I don't know, Sudanese. Like you wouldn't hear something stupid like that. But from Asian Americans, probably it's like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Hmong American, and that person is is Vietnamese. So I, I don't know, you know, the Vietnamese community, right? And and so you know, a lot of these, this does, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it, it's part of why we are so voiceless. And I think you know, I, one good thing that social media has done, though. <laughs> for us is that it's given us i think it's given asians asian americans a uh a platform to be able to voice um their you know just voice themselves so that's why you have you know huge backlash you know with movies like um ghost in the shell and of course that thing bombed so badly and i remember cheering when i read about you know <laughs> them losing 50 million dollars like yeah yeah, we all saw that amount <laughs> a mile away. <laughs> so the thing is, I, I think you know, if if Asians continue to to band together, you know, that's how we're going to really um and support one another. That's how we're really going to 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 bring change and and, and bring our stories, you know, bring 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 you know um our stories to the big screen, bring you know, folks, you know, in front and behind the camera into this industry. Um we have to support each other. We have to support our brothers and sisters who are doing this, you know, like, and even speaking with maybe even older generations, like the parents, like tell your kids to take acting classes, <laughs> you know, like take them to take acting classes and really do that because, and, 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 and I guess this is like sort of a segue into, to one of the, you know, when it comes to, to casting Asian American, right. Or just casting minority, it is extremely hard. It is extremely difficult because the pool that you draw from, from is so small. It is so tiny. When I made my my, my very first uh, teen horror feature, it was an ensemble cast. Like for every white role, we you know our casting directors got like two to three hundred plus like teenagers. Okay, for those main those lead roles. Um, for the Asian American roles, we got like a dozen, and like that was it. 
<laughs> you know <laughs> and so the thing is it, it 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 becomes much harder um when you're casting uh that's why when you you know when you really look at <laughs> even though even when i'm thinking you know, when i'm thinking of like like movies that i want to do in the future it's like if, if it's a if it's in a, a um female lead middle age or or male lead middle age it's like okay we got daniel day kim and uh who else now <laughs> you know uh I, I can't i can't really name any other one okay okay so okay female okay sandra oh okay um darn who else <laughs> you know it's like there's there's got to be more of us going into it and and i think it's in you know it starts it starts from maybe the home you know telling our kids yeah you know you you have more than uh, in life, it could be more than three things, right? <laughs> Doctor, lawyer, engineer. You could be more than that. <laughs> you could do other things too. You could sing. You can dance. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you, yeah. And, and so, one of that—that's that in itself is is a, is a huge. Uh, it's a huge challenge already. So to see, you know, these big companies like Disney and Marvel trying to go in and, and cast for these big you know, big tentpole films that feature, uh, you know, Asian, Asian American characters, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's commendable, you know, and, and, and that's why you see Aquafina and like every movie, <laughs> because like, who else are you going to get? Right. Well, she can do it. She's funny and she's great. And she's awesome. Who, who else could we find that's like her? That's Asian American. I don't know. <laughs> so let's get Aquafina in there. Right. I really think that, yeah, that's the power of the hyphenation. Uh, we've, we've said this on the podcast before that that little hyphen that occurs between Asian American. And as you said, like Asian Hmong American or like Korean American or um, the, the, the rapid sort of uh, diversification of people into subgroups, as opposed to uh, a collective unity. Uh, I, that's just, it's not just a, a descriptive thing, but it's a, it's power that's wielded by those who uh, can therefore categorize people in that way. Um, I, I find it really interesting that a whole bunch of the current actors, uh, you'll say Aquafina is, is appearing in almost everything, but a bunch of the other Asian a actors who are coming out of Hollywood, who, you know, as someone looking on from the outside and not being as invested in Asian American, because as an Australian, that, it, that category doesn't quite gel with me, are actually um, British. Asian. And so uh, Jessica Henwick, who's just done Matrix uh, Resurrections, whatever we think of that movie. Um, <laughs> so we it was the cover. best thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, that was, that was, uh, yeah. Matrix Resurrections was just an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so she's coming out of a British background where there, there isn't that same sort of uh, splintering of of Asians in in England, um, and and as well, I mean, the, I, I was just thinking of in one of the Harry Potters. There's a an Asian British or Asian Scottish girl who is cast, and I remember for many of my Asian friends here in Australia, we went um, a whole bunch of us at uni went to go see the movie, and my Asian friends were just absolutely mind blown that there was this 12 year old Asian who was speaking in a Scottish accent, a thick Abedonian Scottish accent, um, because that just doesn't happen here in Australia. Uh, it doesn't happen in many places around the world. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I, I think um, I wonder what can be done in that, in that sense uh, with the hyphenation and that engagement. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we accept, I you know, I think, you know, the, the diversity that we have within all Asian cultures from all over the world, but at the same time, we should support one another too, just, just like any other groups. Uh, you know, that's the only way for us to, to thrive because if, if, if we don't, then it's like saying, you know, it's not up to the white man to pick up the Asian guy. It's the Asian guys, right? It's the other Asian guy, right? It's it's up to us, right? It's up to us to pick ourselves up and 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 to put ourselves out there. You know, why wait for some other people to do it? And if they do it, they might jeopardize and get it wrong. You know, paint a you know a a, a picture of of who you are differently. Um, and that's always been the case. It's like you know why why are we waiting for, you know, 
And I'm, I'm glad Disney's doing it. But why are we waiting for Disney to do it? You know, that's a big question, right? Why, why, why wait? Why can't we just all band together and do it ourselves? You know, and and when, when and and, then I, and I say this because when when you look at a lot of the the black films that have come out of of the industry, you know, it's uh, the movies are have been you know financed and shepherded by you know uh, Charles King who runs Macro. You know, and then at one time I think Charles King might have been the first. I, I don't know if I'm right here or not, but he was a uh, maybe the first. Uh, 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 African-American um, partner at William Morris Endeavor. And he left that agency and he formed, you know, uh, a company called Macro. And that's the company behind uh, movies like Fences with Denzel, movies like, um, uh, what's the, the one, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, right? He's, he's doing it. And he's, he's, he's giving back to his community. He's making, he's bringing, I mean, even to the point where, I mean, Macro was behind Justin Chan's Blue by You. Where's where's our macro, right? Where's our support? And and when you think about it, Asian Americans are the richest Americans <laughs> for one. If you just look at the tech world, right? So many Asian billionaires. And, and if you were to, you know, then you could look this up. Macro, I think, was financed by uh, a part, large part of the company was financed by uh, uh, Steve Jobs' uh, uh, widow. So tech money rolled into uh, a macro we have tons of asian folks you know in silicon valley <laughs> billionaires gazillionaires right why can't we have our own production company why can't we have our own studio why are we just complaining and and begging people when when something goes wrong but we're not part of the solution we just you know we throw fire <laughs> it's a problem if we just complain you know like so it's like, you know, I feel like that's why, like, my, 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 my last 10 years, my journey has been just so arduous because I feel like, like, am I the only dude out here that's really the, like the poorest dude, the Hmong American dude, the guy with no country? Am I the only guy that really cares about Asian folks? Come on, yo. Like, what happened to all those rich billionaires? I mean, and, and, I, and I say this because, I mean, this is, this is a, you know, a, a big criticism that I have. When you look at, you know, Warner Brothers for the longest time, you know, who was CEO for the longest time? It was an Asian American CEO of Warner Brothers Pictures. Imagine if the CEO of Warner Brothers Pictures was, I don't know, George Lopez. I would think that there would be certain movies or TV shows that would come out that reflect who he is, what he represents. Imagine if Tyler Perry ran Warner Brothers Pictures you would probably say, see it too or say the same thing. But why is it that for the longest time you have this Asian-American person at the, the highest place? What happened, right? It's, 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 and and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying like, you know, I don't know the guy personally. I don't know anybody personally. But, you know, if you just look at it, like, well, we've got lots of folks in high places. We have lots of Asian-Americans in high places at Amazon. Um, high places at Warner's, high places at DC Comics. And it's like, but we got, we got to give it to the white guy over at Marvel to make the Asian content. There's something, <laughs> I think there's something innately wrong there, <laughs> you know? Abel, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on this trend that we've got currently of remakes and, and then the retcons that go with it, the uh, changes that, that go with, with, um, both casting but also just changing up narratives to suit a western audience uh, so ghost in the shell 2017 changed uh, motoko kusanagi to from japanese to uh you know effectively western uh with scott johansson's casting um and then as we've already talked about uh, matt damon and tom cruise become quintessential asians uh in in various different films What's where do you see this tr trend of Western remakes going? I mean, we've just had as well Cowboy Bebop actually had Asian casting, uh, and I was quite uh, encouraged by that. Where where do you see this actually going? Yeah, I think um, now when you're talking about you know taking you know because there's there's two different types you know when you when you're looking at you know remakes you know like in the past we've seen you know lots of. Um, I think it, I think it was in the, the, the 90s, um, 
lots of uh, Asian horror, like you know Japanese horror, Asian horror that 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 have been you know remade like like movies like Juwan, that they got turned to the Grudge, right? For for the American audience, um, you know, I, I think if we didn't have this issue of like you know racist practice in Hollywood then I see any kind of remake would be kind of like, oh, wow, so it's a form of flattery. Like, oh, you love it so much, you want to rehash it and redo it, but that's not the case here, right? <laughs> it's almost like total erasure of Asians. <laughs> but um, um, but when you look at, you know, like uh, anime, uh, I, I think the the biggest problem I see here, and, and, uh, and you know, I, I think the, the, the casting for Cowboy Bebop, that would, I mean, it was great, you know, like, you know, seeing someone like John Cho, you know, uh, helming a big Netflix show, like, that's great, that's awesome. But I think, you know, the, the bigger problems comes from the fact that the people handling, the people behind taking anime, taking Asian, you know, animated content and, and turning it into, you know, Western live action films. The people behind the camera do not, I feel like they do not understand the material whatsoever. So they do a disgraceful, piss poor job <laughs> of making it live action. Sure, great. You know, you've got John Cho, but who's directing it? Who's writing it? Right? Like, who's producing it? Do these people even know anime? Did they grow up watching anime? Do they understand anime culture? And do they understand that if they're going to translate, you know, what you see in anime, what, what is so loved in anime, you know, do they know how to translate that over to live action? Because there's so much about anime. I'm, I'm, I love anime, right? But there's so much about anime that gets done within that world that has never been translated well into uh, a live action movie. I'll just give you an example. In anime, before a hero does something, let's say like strike a, a guy with a blow, with his sword, whatever that may be, right? Or uses his powers. He actually tells the audience, oh, I've just been hurt and I'm going to do this and do this because I learned it from this sensei. It's like they give you everything, right? In, in live action films, you don't do that, <laughs> right? It's, 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 it's all about the, 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 the messages, you know, that, that, that's, that's being withheld, right? And so in, in, in the dramatic live action world, you don't have that. But in, in anime, no, it's all expository. But then how do you do that? How do you translate that? Because well, that's what makes anime so cool is it's all the exposition. That's why we love anime. But see, someone who doesn't understand anime will completely just probably disregard all of that. Or even if they were to try to translate that, translate that over to live action, it's going, it's, it's not going to gel well because one, they, they never really understood or liked anime from the beginning. So, so can we even imagine uh, a Ghost in the Shell 2 remake? Uh, so the, the movie Innocence where they have a, that long, it's, it's a long dialogue about, questions of identity and John Locke and his and Derek Parfitt's questions of memory and identity in the middle of a gunfight. I mean, that does not translate into Western cinema. Uh, <laughs> I'm even surprised that they managed to put in the, um, the diving scene into the 2017 remake. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, if, if it was to be made into live action, I don't know if it should remain for myself. I don't even know if it should even be in an English because part of what, what I think to me, what, what, what's fascinating, what's cool about anime is that, you know, if it's in, if it's in Japanese, that, that voice and, and, and the texture of, 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 of the sounds of the language makes up a lot of, you know, the, the feel like, I, I don't like watching anime that's been dubbed, I, you know, and most people who love anime would rather read the subtitles. Right. And so I, I don't know, like, like no one has cracked the code yet. And, and if you were to ask me, well, how do you do it? I don't know. The answer would be, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that what, I, what, what I, I think should happen is that, you know, these studios should, should look for people who understand anime and not just get the guy that wrote Thor. Oh, look, he wrote Thor. Okay, so let's get him to do Cowboy Bebop. That's insanely stupid because those are not the same thing. And that's exactly what happened. And that's why Netflix axed it. I think he was the guy that the guy that wrote Thor is the guy that wrote Cowboy Bebop. It's like, and it wasn't the better Thor. It was Thor of the Dark World. So it was like the worst of the Thors too. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know what people were smoking when they when they made these decisions. You know, <laughs> I'm glad you raised the point about 
about this because it's it goes beyond casting it definitely does i mean so you you know you can put john in bebop but you know you're not solving the problem you know it's it's not automatically going going to 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 heal a work or or, or make it good because you know i'll i'll be honest i mean uh, as a fan of the show of the original anime um it was a struggle it was a struggle to get through uh the the netflix remake of it and uh, and so it it goes to the handling um, and and really sort of the understanding of the source material as well. It makes me a little concerned about Avatar as well, um, you know. And there's all this press about creative differences over um, what they're going to do with the live action um, Airbender. And I mean, casting it's all it, it all looks like they're learning some of the uh, learning from the mistakes of the past. But um, you know whether or not we're going to see. Um, you know, something that's faithful to a, to a world that's been created, um, you know, that I'm, I'm a little concerned, but, you know, hoping for the best. Yeah, no, it, so, it's, you know, it's, it's, such, it's so important that, you know, the people behind the camera, you know, um, it's just as important, you know, hiring the people behind the camera and the people in front of the camera. You know, when you look at, you know, the live action version of Mulan and you compare that to like, I would compare that to something like Shang-Chi. And I think Shang-Chi is, is, is a much, it's a superior movie. Because why? Because the folks behind the camera are also Asian American or Asian, and then they they and they they can handle the material. They knew what they were playing with. They knew what was was what was given to them. When you look at Mulan, and I don't know if you guys have read about this, but the earlier versions of the the, the draft of the script that leaked, and you know, <laughs> Disney had this this whole like they, they had to put out the fire so quickly. I mean, come on, it's pretty obvious. You have two white guys writing Mulan you know what they did yeah they write a white guy into it <laughs> they Matt Damon it it's like I mean <laughs> can't you have seen this from a mile away that this is going to be problematic like you know why is it that when when, when you make Black Panther you know you 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 hire a black director a black writer to do it but when it's Mulan nah, that's just just give it to the white guys to do it yeah and if they screw it up it doesn't matter like I, I don't get it I don't get it at all you know it, it, which is sad because uh, I know Ryan Coogler. <laughs> I went to school with them. <laughs> we were colleagues. Um, so, um, yeah, it's uh, they wouldn't handle any other materials, you know, like like how they handle Asian material. You know, and then that's that that's, you know, going back to, you know, the points I've, I've said earlier, it's just the this this casual, the casual casualness of of you know, I don't know, racism or ignorance, you know, of, of just brushing, brushing it off. Like, oh, it's, we don't really care about them, you know, or, or they don't really matter. You know, it's, it's so casual that, that, you know, for a movie as big as Mulan, like you couldn't get an Asian director. <laughs> you couldn't get an Asian writer in the room. Not one. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to have all sorts of problems, but you know, I, I think they're learning. They're definitely learning. Um, because, um, and I, I forget, don't quote me on this, but I, I think a, a few years ago, and, and I think the MPAA comes out with these reports too, almost every year, um, uh, a few years before COVID, uh, Asian Americans uh, were the group that frequent the movie theaters more than anybody else in America, which meant that our buying power, like was like we had a huge buying power. And so if we don't buy the movie tickets, <laughs> then the movie bombs, you know, so it's like, well, then, you know, if, if, if studios and networks are all about satisfying the customer, well, who's your customer that's frequenting the movie theaters more than anybody else? Well, it's us. So then you, shouldn't you satisfy us? Aren't, you know, isn't the customer always right? <laughs> you know, but you know, why is that in this instance, when it's a, when the, when Asians are the customer, it's like, no, they're wrong. They don't know what they want. We know better. We know what they want. We know what to give them. But when it's when the customer is not Asian, yes, they get what they want. That to me, like it makes no darn sense. <laughs> so, uh, so is Shang-Chi then the the vague glimmer on the horizon? Uh, I mean, to to open a movie uh, in Chinese in Mandarin, and I mean. I, I didn't get the advantage of watching it at the, the cinemas because of COVID, but I mean, I, I know people who did and people were walking out because they thought they were in the wrong cinema, uh, thinking they were in the Mandarin dub. 
in in certain areas of, of Australia where um, they're they're far more um, like Asian Asian cinemas as well. Is that the 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 glimmer on the horizon that we have? I, I think Shang Chi is one of those you know the films you know what it did for me was you know it's you know it, it was unashamed to be what it wanted to be. Like there was no like you know making this movie like you know like a fortune cookie you know for people right it was like no we're gonna go in and we're gonna make what is right what we feel like and 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 the asian guy is going to be so cool that's what it's going to look like he's going to be cool and 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 aquafina like always she's always cool too so so to me you know what what that movie did for me for for the kid inside of me it's like wow like that's the superhero that's 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 the idol i've been i've been wanting all these years because growing up like and and finding out oh superman doesn't eat rice but shang chi oh yeah <laughs> he's my rice brother and he's awesome and he kicks butt and so i i think it's 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 changing you know it's changing people's views on having you know asian leads in movies having Asians, Asian stories and Asian leads basically bring these, you know, bring success to these huge tentpole movies. Like we could hold our own. And, and, and the fact that, you know, finally the, the West is, you know, gets introduced to, you know, an amazing actor like Tony Leung, you know, like, you know, if you're not, you know, Asian living here in America, you probably don't know who he is, but you know, me growing up watching, you know, tons of movies from, you know, out of China, out of Hong Kong and all, all, all the 70s Kung Fu flicks. Right. Like this guy is like, you know, he <laughs> Tony Leung is, is is a world class actor, you know, and, and, and finally, for the first time, I guess um, the West gets to see what they've been missing out on all these years by excluding us, <laughs> you know. And so I, I, I think it is opening up, you know, doors. And, and, I, and I, I hope that, you know. Uh, we we start to get to see big Asian actors from the East, you know, helm movies out here. Like I, I just saw a trailer, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I forget the name of the movie, but it's an A24 film. It's sci-fi and it's Kung Fu. It's sci-fi, it's martial arts, and, it, and it's so wicked fun. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> like, wow. Like, finally, the, the, the West is seeing Michelle Yeoh because for the longest time, like she... I mean, she's a huge star in the East. She's huge, you know, and I love everything that 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 she's 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 been in. Um, I mean, and she can totally kick Jackie Chan's butt. <laughs> but you know, and 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 we're starting to see it. And I can't I can't wait to see that that movie. I forget the name of it, but but I remember, yeah, it's an A twenty four film, uh, uh, by by the Daniels. Uh, uh, I think they were the guys that directed. Um, they made Swiss Army Knife, I believe, with Daniel Radcliffe. And Paul uh, Dano, but but yeah, you know, starting to see Asian leads in these movies that you know are just wicked fun and cool. Like that's something that you know, even ten years ago, twenty years ago, we 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 never saw, but it's happening. Yeah, is that everything everywhere all at once? Or I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really excited because a twenty four for for myself, uh, they've never dis- they never disappoint. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing that movie. Yeah, nice. Thanks so much, Abel, for, yeah, like just sharing your experiences and um, just being so honest. Um, Yeah, I appreciate just the way you've been fighting all these years. Um, It is really heartbreaking to hear um, just all about that. And um, yeah, just a, a theme that I've been hearing throughout this conversation is that theme of power, you know, um, seeing how, um, like you were saying, only a few people really actually hold that power. And it seems like they're, they're very fearful of losing it. Yeah. So whether that, you know, is mostly like the white men who are in that place of power or even um, the few Asian or Asian Americans that are in those spaces, like, yeah, I don't know if like because they're so fearful of losing their place um, and giving opportunity to others, you know, there's like that whole like competition instead of like sharing the pie. They're just like, we just want to make sure that we get our, you know, like slice of it. 
Um, and even just the power of media, you know, how it influences the way um, we think of ourselves as Asian Americans, um, you know, like growing up with that like self-loathing or like, why is it that we're not seeing ourselves on the screen and how that becomes this like internalized racism even within us so that we, we end up keeping ourselves down. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see like all of those intersections coming together. And um, yeah, it really saddens me to be honest, just um, there's just so much I feel like pit against us um, to um, continue pursuing the fight in um, getting more Asians and Asian American representation um, in film and media. Um, but despite like all those challenges kind of ending on a more hopeful note, um, I just wanted to know like, what is something that gives you um, hope in the midst um, of all these challenges? Yeah, um, the number one thing that gives me hope that, 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 you know, gives me the drive to wake up every day and push this forward is my faith. If it wasn't for faith, honestly, I would, I think being a doctor sounds a lot better, you know? I, I, I think, you know, actually saving lives is a much better thing to do than just making these movies for fun. <laughs> but, <laughs> but faith faith uh, you know against all obstacles you know faith against you know making the impossible possible i uh, you know if, if i had time you know I, I could tell you about all the the miracles that have happened in my life surrounding all the stuff that i've i've done uh and it's not because of my you know my own willpower or or skill or whatever it's just the fact that you know god has opened up these doors yes it's hard but the fact that, you know, he's always there providing and helping me get through each step of the way, no matter how hard the journey has been. I think if if I had been told how hard this was, if it was revealed to me somehow uh, from the beginning, I would have said no. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't know how hard it was, how how much of an uphill battle this would have been. Uh, but now that I, I can't turn back, um, you know, you just you truck forward. And I think, you know. Uh, with, with faith um, and knowing that, you know, um, whatever I've been called to do, uh, you know, God is going, going to see me through it to the end, you know, that, that gives me the comfort of, of pushing forward um, for, you know, Asian representation, uh, not only in front of, in front of the, the camera, behind the camera as, as well. You know, I, I think when you have more Asian American writers, more more Asian writers, more Asian directors, producers, uh, student executives um, behind the camera, then we can make the, the the conscious decision to say, "Hey, you know what? Well, we should cast according to what this anime is." <laughs> All the folks in these this animes happens to be Asian, so I think we should cast Asian, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so that's you know, I, I think. I think it's changing, you know, I, I would have never, and, and, and it's not just, you know, here in entertainment, but it's spilling over to, you know, I think all, all parts of, you know, life, uh, American life too, you know, like I, I would have never thought that I would see an Asian guy at a presidential debate, right? <laughs> I, I, I would have never thought I would live to see something like that happen. Uh, and, 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 and <laughs> just, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a, a sidetrack, but, but, but I, I just want to hit on, on that note to see, even with someone like Andrew Yang, how badly his name was misspelled so many times, how his graphic was left out of 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 the, uh, whatever the 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 graphics they had, you know, the, the the candidates that were running for for president. Imagine they did that to a black guy. Like imagine if they misspelled Obama's name, <laughs> right? Or, or or Kamala Harris's name, right? But somehow, eh, yeah, they could misspell the Asian guy's name. They, they, they even put a, they called him John Yang. They, they put a different, you know, Asian face. Like, it's almost like, yeah, it's, it, that bleeds into all aspects of our culture here. And it's not just in entertainment. It's all media. And so, you know, the, the fight is, is, is so much, so much greater. <laughs> but I think if we could, we could continue to influence people through film and entertainment that, hey, you know what? You know, uh, our stories could be heard, could be seen. We could be recognized. Uh, uh, we we could have, you know, the kind of dignity that other people have. 
then maybe, you know, when, you know, an Asian person runs for president, <laughs> they're not going to misspell his name <laughs> or leave his face out of the graphics. <laughs> but anyway, it's always a pleasure to talk about these things because yeah, I don't think uh, people talk about it enough. <laughs> so the problems are not getting solved fast enough. Um, and I just wanted to mention it really quickly. Uh, the, the, uh, my, my latest film that's coming out, uh, it's, it's coming out uh, first on the platform Shutter, um, which is the streaming platform owned by AMC Networks. It's a supernatural uh, thriller. It's a, you know, basically a, a horror film. Uh, Asian American leads uh, stars Michelle Kruzek and Ken Kirby. Uh, Michelle Kruzek uh, was last, I think, seen on the uh, Netflix uh, TV series Hollywood, where she plays uh, Anna May Wong. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it was a joy working with both uh, both of those uh, uh, Asian American actors, and and yeah, I think it's probably I don't know, and maybe you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. It's the very f I can't think of Asian American horror films. I could think of Asian horror films. But an Asian American horror film, I don't know. I don't think I can name one. So this is like a, this is like our horror Minari movie. <laughs> but so, because so much of the the, the Asian films that the Asian American films that we've seen are, are very you know uh, uh, dramatically driven, right? You know, you got great films like Minari, uh, uh, great films like The Farewell. Um, but uh, when you talk about horror. It's only the Asian horror. It's either South Korean thrillers or Japanese horror film. But yeah, I don't think I've ever, I've ever seen an Asian American horror. So I don't know. This could be the first. And, and it's and check it out. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, and I think after a 90 to 120 day window uh, from its release, uh, it'll probably be uh, available on all you know major digital platforms to 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 rent. So congratulations on all the work you've done uh we can't wait to see what's next and uh um i'm actually very uh, uh excited to see uh what's coming up on netflix and uh, your other projects that you've got uh, much success to you brother and uh keep fighting the good fight thanks abel so much for your uh coming on to chat with us it's just been a, a wonderful conversation absolute pleasure to have you on and thank you so much again yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Abel. We really appreciated having you. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. It's it's been a pleasure.